Last month, the EW Scripps company announced it's launching a new sports division. The aim is that Scripps will look to leverage its local market depth and national broadcast reach for partnerships with sports leagues, conferences, and teams. I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check, and this is Talking TV, the podcast that brings you smart conversations about the business of broadcasting. Today, that conversation is with Brian Lawler, a veteran Scripps executive who is now president of the new Scripps Sports Division. We'll be discussing just what this is going to look like and the thinking behind it. We'll be right back. Talking TV is brought to you by Futuri, whose post for TV podcasting system is specifically designed for the needs of TV broadcasters. Post for TV makes going from newscast to podcast an effortless transition. It enables broadcasters to create, publish, analyze, and monetize both broadcast on demand and original podcast series from the same platform. Post for TV is a powerful system for capturing podcast opportunities in a turnkey fashion. It ingests and automatically edits newscast audio for optimum fidelity and publishes blocks or full newscasts to on-demand audio platforms. You can learn more about Post for TV at futurimedia.com slash post for TV. Welcome, Brian Lawler to Talking TV. Michael, good to see you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Thanks. Brian, I must confess that after reading several stories about the launch of this division, I'm still unclear as to what it's going to look like for viewers. So what exactly are you planning to do here? Can you spell out the plan? Yeah, I think it's pretty simple. I think, you know, Scripps is a, you know, a longtime broadcaster uh, with a pretty significant portfolio. Um, on the local side, we own 61 stations in 41 markets. On the network side, we have eight or nine national networks, the largest of which is ION. And we believe that linear television um, is a is the most significant distribution platform for sports. And sports is the most powerful you know, driver of linear viewing. 95 of the top 100 shows on television this year were live sporting events. And so, you know, we see the um, really the, you know, the, the decline of uh, sports viewing as a result of, you know, being on the regional sports networks. And as a result of that, we think that, um, you know, bringing sports rights back to linear television broadcast over the air is sort of a a savior to teams and leagues. And so, you know, we've been talking to teams and leagues uh, uh, pretty, you know, regularly now over the last year. And as many of their rights begin to come up, they're all assessing their current situation. And, um, you know, we see an opportunity in a moment in time right now to plant a flag and say, you know, let's bring some of these sports rights back where 100% of the households in a market can you know, see local sports teams. And so we're going to become pretty aggressive in trying to acquire sports rights, either in local markets where we can partner with an NBA team, a Major League Baseball team, a NHL team, um, which right now is limited by its reach on the regional sports networks, or we have the national platform of ION. And we acquired that during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's the fifth largest broadcast network in America behind ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Clearly, all of them are, you know, have significant investment in sports. And, you know, we have the same 
reach as they do, um, and quite frankly, a unique proposition to localize. Um, and so I think you'll see us on a league level focused on trying to acquire rights for ION, and on a local level trying to acquire sports rights uh, for our broadcast stations. Okay, so Ian, let's just look at that part of it then for a yep. second. Obviously, it's a very important part of this strategy. So you're not going to rebrand these stations then as Scripps Sports on Air? The, the, we are not. Okay. Nope. So just looking to, to get more sports on the Ion stations across the country. Yeah, think of like a, you know, a TBS or a TNT um, mm -hmm. where, you know, they're sort That's of in the, you know, entertainment or, or uh, procedural uh, genre, but they also you know, have some live sports, marquee sports on certain nights or during certain times of the year. I think you, how we think of Ion is similar to that. Okay. Okay. So what's the timeline for this to, I know you've been working on this for, I think the better part of the last year, correct? Yeah. I think, you know, ever since we, like I said, we acquired Ion um, during the pandemic. And so sort of as we've emerged from the pandemic of the last year, we've done sort of a portfolio review of everything we have inside of our company. And we have this unique new massive asset nion and you know we've done some strategic analysis of how do we think we can grow this and and increase its reach and uh obviously it's profitability one of the areas that we look at are sports and so you know we have begun having some conversations with uh, leagues about the unique asset of a over the air broadcast network and you know that's what really makes uh, ion unique is while it is a national network and it's on has national distribution on cable and satellite it's actually different than you know many others in that it's actually local licenses and local towers in every market mm -hmm. and so we have a hundred percent reach 96 percent reach of the us with ion again fully distributed on cable on satellite it's on ott it's on fast um, and then it's over the air um, what makes ion unique and very different than the networks is um, you know, we own the majority of the affiliates and control all of the programming. And so right now, you know, all the programming, all the commercials, everything look the same across the country. But because of the uniqueness of having local towers uh, and licenses in every market, we can localize ION, um, mm -hmm. which means, you know, if we were to acquire sports rights for a given league, um, and we said to that league, hey, you know, why don't you align every Saturday night, we'll do a Saturday night, you know, game of the week on ION. And if you could have all your teams playing at 730, we could literally localize every market with their home team games. And so, you know, if I'm, I'm based here in Cincinnati, right? So if Cincinnati had a professional team in whatever league it was, every week we could feed them the Cincinnati game. Uh, and then Nashville could always get a Nashville game. And, um, you know, Kansas City could always get the Kansas City game. And then for places that didn't have local teams, uh, we could regionalize games or even have a national game. But obviously you could roll all that up, sell it together, um, cum it, and have a big, you know, national audience um, with sponsors targeted for the market. So we think, you know, we have a really unique asset there. Um, you know, ESPN can't do what we just described, right? If ESPN, if they have a game, the entire country sees the same game. And right. so the ability for us to have a, you know, a, a relationship with, an, uh, with a league, but be able to localize that in every market really, um, I think, is a unique uh, proposition with ION. So let's talk about the conversations that you're having then with yeah. the leagues. Um, are we just talking about the big professional leagues or, or how much will college play into this potentially? You know, look, I think college will play into it. Um, you know, 
with ION, um, we're not going to turn it into a sports network. We know what it is. And so, you know, I think there'll be two or three franchises that make sense for it. And so we'll be very selective about what makes sense and understanding that, you know, it's a national network. Many of the, you know, colleges or conferences are more local or regionalized. Um, so I think we'll look at opportunities, but we recognize that um, we do have a strong national network with the ability to localize it. And I think we'll be really targeted with, you know, what are the right franchises for ION. What about more niche sports? I mean, might we see like a pickleball on Scripps Sports? You know, look, I think time will tell. Um, pickleball is an interesting one because of its uh, growing popularity. Um, but, uh, you know, don't just think that we're going to be all about niche. Uh, you know, I, again, when you have a big national network like we do, um, I expect that we'll be in conversations with, uh, I don't know that the, NA, uh, the NFL, and of course their deals now run out 11 years, but I think some of the other um, significant leagues, um, I think we can be a pretty material solution for them. Are you also planning concurrently to develop some centralized programming? I mean, might we see some things in the vein of ESPN Sports Center, for instance? Yeah, look, I think down the road in success, that could be uh, something we consider, Michael. I think first and foremost, you know, what we're interested in is using the, the immense reach that we have to really, you know, distribute a sports league or team, you know, across the country or fully through a market. Um, and I think that's our top priority. And then as we acquire rights and begin to distribute those, um, you know, I think we'd figure out what complementary programming, you know, would make sense alongside that. So, you know, as you know, Sinclair has had a rocky road with its RSNs. I mean, did that sort of give you any pause or maybe conversely encouragement uh, to, to make the tactical shift to go in this direction? Yeah, look, I think that's our opportunity. Um, you know, I, I think their business model is, you know, cable and satellite distribution. And so, you know, when many of the current teams or uh, that, you know, have deals with the RSNs right now, you know, signed their last contract five, seven, eight years ago, in many markets, they might have had 70 or 80 percent, you know, distribution through cable and satellite. The reality is in most markets today, that number is less than 50 percent. And so, for example, as I said, I sit here in Cincinnati, um, Fox Sports Ohio in Cincinnati is distributed to 46% of the households in Cincinnati. So mm -hmm. that means that the Cincinnati Reds, more than half of their potential customers can't see any of their games. That's not a good business model if you're a baseball team trying to you know, build audience, build fan loyalty, sell the excitement of young players. Um, there are leagues and uh, teams around the country that cable and satellite and the distribution of the regional sports networks in their local market is 30%. Mm -hmm. And so again, you know, really hard to get people excited about your team if 70% of your audience of where your team is based can't even see your games. And so, you know, there's no searchability, you're not flipping channels and you suddenly stumble onto them. You know, there's very little visibility for, you know, showcasing players and, and um, you know, and then also, you know, think about all the businesses that, you know, not only just the ratings of your games and selling advertising in them, but the, you know, if, if your sponsors and partners can only be showcased to 30% of the people. Um, it's going to have an impact on ticket sales, suite sales, merchandise, sports betting. All of those subcategories benefit from a team bringing their rights to broadcast over the air where they can reach 100% of the audience. Mm -hmm. Well, how are the conversations that you're having with the leagues and the teams going so far? Are they, are they showing receptivity to this? 
yeah, I think, you know, on a local level where the teams are have their relationships with the RSNs, I think they're very concerned about the future. And, you know, as teams in the next year, two years, their rights start to come up, you know, they see what has happened over the last several years. They see the projections for what's going to happen to cable satellite in the next couple of years. And I think the conversations we're having is they're very concerned about that being their primary distribution platform. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say the leagues are as well. You know, at the highest levels, we talk to some of these leagues, um, you know, being exclusively distributed on cable and satellite is limiting the visibility um, of those leagues. And they're very concerned about what's happening in the local levels where their teams are only viewed by 30 or 40% of all the households on the market. Right. Okay. Well, the script's faith in OTA is bottomless. It would definitely. <laughs> That's so, true. Brian, Brian, I know that you're a very big sports fan and a fellow yeah. Islanders fan, I must yeah. say. Um, and so this must be something of a dream job for you personally, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Look, this was not how I thought I was going to, you know, end my career. As you know, Michael, I've been uh, with Scripps almost 30 years. I've been running the local TV division for uh, 14 years as we wind down uh, 2022. Uh, when I took over running the division, we had uh, 10 stations in nine markets. And as I handed off, I hand off 61 stations in 41 markets. Um, I'm incredibly passionate about the power of local broadcasting. I'm proud of the local journalism we do, the way we serve communities. Um, and so I guess I thought that, that would I would take that to the end. Um, but, you know, I also recognize there's a unique moment in time right now with sports. And as uh, the company at the highest level was reviewing its portfolio and taking a look at, you know, its assets and identifying um, ION as an opportunity our local markets, you know, I think, you know, on the local side, we acquire and, and negotiate a lot of local uh, sports rights. Obviously, we have a lot of sports uh, from ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox on our affiliates, but we also negotiate rights for, you know, Monday Night Football with Disney, with Amazon. We were able to do a big deal with Amazon for the local markets uh, on Thursday nights there. Um, you know, we have uh, this year we were able to acquire the Big Sky Conference, which is a huge conference out west for us. And we got a big you know footprint in Montana and Idaho. And we were able to take that away from the regional sports network there. And so, um, you know, and then, you know, my Prior history, I was a chairman of the NBC affiliate board at one point in my career, the president of the ABC affiliate board. And so, you know, I worked with the networks at the highest level as they were negotiating Olympic rights and NFL rights. And, you know, when Jimmy Pitaro became the president of ESPN a couple of weeks later, I was in there talking to him about starting to bring more rights back to ABC, which at that point there weren't a ton, you know, and then we were able to get the NFL draft over and we moved the ESPYs over to ABC. And then we got more Thursday, uh, Saturday night NBA and now we've got a bunch of NFL games and now they're in the rotation for the Super Bowl. So um, I've spent a lot of time talking sports and trying to help influence sports. And so as this opportunity presented itself, um, it just sort of came together. It wasn't something I ever pitched, but there came a point where I was so actively involved in the development of our strategy and sharing sort of that strategy with the board that Adam said, look, we're going to go all in on this. It seems like you're the right guy to lead this. And uh, uh, it's been a couple uh, weeks thinking about that and said, you know, this uh, I'm passionate about over the air broadcast and the power of, you know, reach and what we can do with it. And uh, sports would be sort of fun. And I still get to do it with a company I love and, and I'm proud to work for. So this, yeah, this is going to be fun. Well, just make sure you get a good bit of hockey into that mix. Absolutely.
<laughs> All right. Well, Brian Lawler, you've got a lot of work cut out for you. We will be following developments with at Script Sports with great interest. Thanks for talking to me today. Yeah. Good seeing you, Michael. Thanks. Thank you. Remember, a new Talking TV episode comes out most Fridays. You can watch past episodes on tvnewscheck.com and on our YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thank you.